Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Sheriff Podcast. Guys, this is a special edition called Sheriff's Corner with special guest, Canadian icon, Rochester Americans legend, Boston Bruins tradesman, (laughs) Mr. Don Cherry. How are you doing, my friend? I'm Sean. I'm just so happy to be here uh, uh, and in the Sheriff's Corner and with Kyle here. I'm just so happy to be here. I remember when you came from the ice, when you came to the Ice Dogs. And you were a tough guy then, but uh, then we found out that other we were making the playoffs and other guys needed a, a sheriff, and that's why we treated you. Hey, I, I remember it clearly, Don, and there's some specific reasons why I do. But before I get into that, Kyle, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Yeah. Good, man. I'm pumped for tonight. This is the first time I've ever got the privilege of speaking to Don Cherry in person. And I'm like, I can can barely contain myself, Don. I'm going to be honest. As an American boy. Sure does he. Yeah. He looks tough. He looks like a tough guy. Hey, he. Sean, I have to tell you, when we got you, and when Tim said you wanted to come on, I have to tell you, I said, I said to Tim, I said, my son, Tim. Uh, we were watching the game, and you—you—who was the guy you came with? Who was who was the guy? The defense. Well, I was I was traded for Marcus Smith yeah. in the summer before the season that Jason Spezza was rated to go first overall. Yeah. So that was the season that I came to the team. The year that Spezza got traded to Windsor. Yeah. So the year that I came, Dan Sullivan, Brett Angel, Brian McGratton, Chad Wiseman. Omar Emafati, Michael Mole. We had Steve Cherry as an assistant coach. Yeah. Don, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life, my friend. I remember you used to put it off the glass. Perfect. Just just what I wanted. Like that's what the Bruins did. And I said to Tim, I think I should go down and tell him to put it off the glass. And you perfect. You get the puck, put it off the glass. Put get the puck, put it off the glass. No problem at all. And I never forgot that. That was uh, you, you played perfect the way I wanted you to play. And uh, I remember, uh, and Brian McGratton, you should get him on. Boy, he could throw him too. The Big Urn needs to come on the show. I have reached out to him, but I'm not sure who runs his social media. So we're going to keep trying with that one. Yeah, Brian McGratton was good. He was good. He, 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 was, he, could, he could throw him pretty good. I remember we went to Owen Sound and... Uh, who was, the, who was the other guy, Tim? We had, we had, Matt uh, yeah, Matt Coglin. Remember Matt Coglin? Oh, he, yes. Yeah, and he was a big guy and uh, he was a beautiful guy, too. But all, the, all, the, all the tough guys are beautiful guys. Eh? Hey, Carl. <laughs> now, I remember Don Coglin. Was, was he from your hometown or was it yeah, Belleville? Uh, Trenton, I think. He's just Trenton. I knew he was from, from that area. Yeah, he's a policeman now. Fantastic. And you know what? That suits him because Coglin, I'll tell you one thing. When I first came to training camp in Mississauga, I remember one of the things that you guys did to make the players feel very comfortable, Don, is we had a barbecue right outside the Hershey Center. I don't know if you remember that. And the biggest attraction was Mr. Don Cherry was going to be at the barbecue. But the team camaraderie and everything was so cool, Don. I just remember it. And Coglin was one of those guys that was going around, shaking hands, making everyone feel comfortable. He was really, really big, good leader, a really good team guy. So, yeah, we, we, yeah, go we, ahead. Mississauga, we got our 
Braves powdered out the first couple of years because we had to get that first round draft choice. And uh, if you don't get the first round draft choices, then we did get the first round draft choices, and they won the uh, won the uh, won the East in uh, six years. So we we had a we were draw, we were draw. They're still not drawn in Mississauga. They don't they don't know they don't draw in Mississauga. It doesn't matter how good their teams are. Well, I'll tell you one thing, sir. When I came to that organization, the way that you guys ran that was I was talking to Tim before the recording here, and you guys ran that like a mini NHL club dime. Yeah, it was. The Hershey Center was like a mini NHL arena, still is. The dressing room, Don, hands down, best junior dressing room yeah, that I've been in. Room, remember? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. The weight room, Don, the best weight room I've been in at Major Junior. There was a sauna, hot tub. Yeah, there was stuff for the equipment trainers. You guys had it. You guys had it really good for yeah, us. We had the practice arena right there, right, right near, right, right next. You just yes. walked. It. it was. It was beautiful. We had everything. We had everything going, and uh, we knew we, we were building on it, and it, it was going to be good. Uh, but I was glad to have you come, boy. You straight, straight you and you're only there for a while. But boy, you 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 made a good mark there while you were there. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And one of the other things, Don, I just got to add to that, that me and Tim were talking about earlier today is with that Mississauga group, what I noticed is that I met a lot of lifelong friends, the guys that I met at Mississauga. We mentioned Dan Sullivan before. Man, we became best friends, Don. He got married to a girl in Pensacola when we were very young. I was the best man in his wedding. Like I've had experiences like that, like brought with Gratz. Me and Gratz have been have been friends for a very long time as well. And just the, the people that you meet, Trevor Whiffen, our general manager. Yeah, yeah. I had Patrice on just last week, man. And she was my special guest, Patrice Whiffen, Trevor's daughter. And um, we talked about your your the Don Cherry pet rescue quite a bit, which I'm also want to touch up a bit in this episode, my friend. Very, very proud of that. Uh, yeah. The Sheriff Podcast is a very big supporter. We uh, we we raise money. I give my jackets. Uh, I don't use them like I used to. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we give my jackets uh, uh, for auction, and we raise money for the our friends. We call them our friends. And uh, my daughter Cindy, she's really into that this stuff. She really works works hard at it. Yes. Now, the one thing that Patrice was saying about it was that. It's such an honorable thing for her to do. And one thing is because of the passion that you show with it. Like, have you been a dog person your whole life? Oh, I, well, I had blue and I had, I've always had dogs and I've got three now. I got a I got an American bulldog and uh, two Westies. And uh, so I always, I had dogs and, and Tim had a, a bull terrier too. So uh, we always had dogs and, and cat. We, we, we rescue dogs and, and donkeys, cats and everything, everything, yeah. Alpacas. All cats, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Alpacas need love too, Don. <laughs> yeah. Well, we love dogs. <laughs> yeah. Man, so the, the one, the, so as what I was getting at, Don, is that everything, all the amenities that you guys had going on at the Hershey Center with the Mississauga Ice Dogs, it was hands, it was hands down the best treatment that I got playing in the OHL, and I did Get to see a few different teams, Don. Pardon me? Remember you got suspended. I know. (laughs) Hey, you guys guys ran a tight ship there. 
There was, and, and you know what, Don? I, I'll tell that story. It was a situation where we had a home game, and Don, me being a Toronto kid playing for Mississauga, it's an opportunity that you're really close to your family and your friends. I thought I was the biggest shot in the world at that age, Don. I had a lot of confidence at times. Oh, did you? So, you got it. There was a game that I brought three or four friends of mine from Scarborough to. There was a snowstorm. I was late for warm-up. They took my jersey out of the stall when I got there, so I knew that I was a scratch. So instead of facing the music and going into the coach's room and seeing Mr. Rick Vive and, and, and Mr. Steve Cherry and Mr. Trevor Whiffin, I, what I did was I'm like, okay, well, I'm not playing, so I guess I'll just leave with my friends and come back when the game starts, which was the worst decision that I probably made in my junior career because that is not discipline and that's not being a team guy. So Trevor Whiffin, he called me like 10 minutes later when they realized I left the rink and said, you know what? I'm suspending you. We're not accepting this. And that was one of the best lessons that I got as a hockey player. And it helped me in my career. And I know that they did that because if they, if you had found out that players were doing that and there was no discipline, I'm sure you would have been upset, Don. Oh, I would have been upset. I, I didn't know that that story. Trevor Whiffin never did I did I know that, Tim? I didn't know that story. Oh man, I guess I shouldn't have said anything. Suspended for a fight or something. <laughs> no, that was uh that was a, a disciplinary action that was taken, oh, Mr. Don Cherry. Yeah. Seventeen year old hot shot. <laughs> I would have I would have had you in the game. But yeah, uh, I hear you. And I see you got a Buffalo sweater back here. Oh my. I got the Sabres sweater done. I was blessed with being an eighth round pick to the Sabres, my friend. And I, yeah. And because of that, I had the opportunity to play in your old stomping ground, Rochester, New York. Oh, that, that's the best city. That is the great, the great, uh, great city. You must have loved it there. I would really like to talk about Rochester, New York. Yeah, Don. go ahead. Okay, awesome. So when I arrived in Rochester, Don, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, I was accepted immediately. I felt like it was Scarborough 2.0 for me, like it was my home away from home. How was it for you to play in such a great historical city like Rochester, New York? We had, uh, we had a team that was so good that no NHL teams would play us. We, like at the NHL, when you play exhibition games, they wouldn't play us. Because we had, uh, in fact, I think the uh, the uh, uh, power play for us went up to the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs the next year, and they won the cup. So we had a powerful team when we went there. We I think we I think we won three out of uh, four years. We were there five years, and uh, they won four champion three championships and one final. It was fantastic. And, well, I'll uh, tell you what. I love Rochester. My best friend comes from there, or came from there, was Whitey Smith. And uh, him and I used to go drinking all the time in the summer. And we had a grand time. He was my best friend. Now, was there, thank you for sharing that. Was there a pub across the street from the Blue Cross Arena at that time? The War Memorial? There, there was a pub. We used to go to the turf and we used to go to the downtowner. But we used to go to the, we call it turf. And we used to go to Mally's all the time. Uh, and uh, we, 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 had, we had a lot of fun. And uh, the team was very close. And uh, Daryl Sly was my partner. He carried me for six years. <laughs> and uh, he, he was, uh, he's gone now, God love him. He died young. 
but uh, he, he was, uh, he, he, I, I loved the Rochester. I just, I lived there. I lived there for about 10 years. I, I, I just, I thought it was a great spot. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you were a player for seven seasons. You were also a coach for, for the better part of four. I'm sorry? That's how I got started. Yeah. So seven seasons as a player, three as a coach. You spent 10 years of your life in Rochester, Don. That's twice the amount of time that I did. I was, I, well, over twice. I had the opportunity to play four seasons there, and I just feel like it was such a big part of my life. The alumni that's there. Did you go to the dinosaur barbecue? Was that around back in the day? No, I don't, that wasn't that. No, okay, because that I, was a. Go I, ahead, I, Don. I wasn't. I I started out. I already know. I'll tell you the story. I was unemployed. I couldn't get a job. I got laid off, and I could not get a job. And um, one of the uh, uh, a lawyer there that I knew lived in Pittsburgh. You know where Pittsburgh is? The rich part. Now, oh yeah, I live in the rich P part. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. So he asked me to coach, and I said, well, I don't know. I've never coached him. He said, well, you're doing nothing. So I started, and that's where I learned to uh, uh, change lines and practice and everything, and the, and the practice. And we won the championship. And I remember, and I, then I made a comeback. I had to make a comeback because I think, well, I, I think it was 36 years old. I had to make a comeback, and uh, I didn't, you know, I played the first little bit, and then I didn't play. And then I was made coach halfway through. And uh, I, it was, I, I, the Lord got me, get, got me through it. And uh, from that coach, from that day, in three years, unemployed guy, imagine this, Kyle, I was unemployed. At, at, and uh, in, in three and a half years, I was coaching Bobby Orr. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> imagine that. I mean, that I, is unbelievable. Can and, I ask and, you uh, the adjustment? And you know, I don't know. I, I don't. Here comes this guy from uh, Rochester, uh, kind of a meat and potato guys, and they just won the championship, the Stanley Cup, and they've been to the finals here before. And here comes this punk in, and uh, but I, we did pretty good in Boston, and uh, I think that was the only year we ended up with ninety-eight points. After that, we had over hundred points. So, I, uh, Rochester was the spot where I started out, and I owe a lot to Rochester and. And when I think when I hear about somebody's from Rochester, and you were there five years, eh? you must have yeah. been a guy. I, man, it, it's, it's, they say it's the second oldest team in the AHL. The history is so rich, Don. On a Friday night, we'd be packing that rink. And, and there's, there's the Booster Club. Remember the Booster oh, Club, yeah, Don? Booster Club, yeah. They had a good Booster Club. Oh, man. I, and, I, and I also played in the, the toughest place to play in was Springfield with Eddie Shore. I was three and a half years. It was no fun, believe me, with Eddie Shore. Uh, Eddie Shore. You got to give us one Eddie Shore story, Don. I can tell you about 100. I, I remember one time that uh, he kept Dwayne Rupp and I, who was another defenseman, he kept on the ice. We were on for four and a half hours. Had to go around and around and around after practice. And I asked him after, why? Why did you make? Why did you? Why did I go four and a half? He said because you glanced at the clock. He said I just glanced. It was behind him. I just glanced at the clock, and you, four and a half hours. It was like uh, it was. Uh, it was no fun being in Rutch uh, in Springfield. Believe me. 
Now, Don, the other thing that I just wanted to touch up on with Rochester in the Western New York area, just before we move on, was just the fact that you were there in the heyday of those cities. Like when Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, when those cities were booming, Don, yeah. you, that's when you were there, right? Yeah, Rochester was uh, Eastman Kodak was at the height and yeah, that, that uh, they were uh, Bosch Alam, I think was uh, with in, in there and Xerox, 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 Xerox. Yeah. Everything, everything, yeah. Was, everything was booming. I, I guess it's gets a little tough right now. Well, I mean Kodak. I mean the the, the, the digital world came in to effect with photography, yeah. right? And Kodak just didn't keep up to those Asian companies that were just taking off, right? So they tried to make an attempt at it, but they, it just wasn't successful. So I think at one time, Kodak was employing almost 100,000 people, Don. Oh, it was jammed. It, it, right? I, yeah, I worked for Kodak uh, Rich Construction. Did you? Yeah, I worked for Kodak uh, Rich Construction, and that's where I got laid off and uh, couldn't get a job. And then, then started, things started to go down a little, and I could not get a job. It was a tough deal, Kyle. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been unemployed, but uh, I couldn't get a job for four months. And boy, it, uh, it, it was tough. And that's why I, I had to make a comeback. And I thought the only thing I could make a comeback on is hockey. And, and uh, so, you know, what else did I know? And, been, uh, and, and I, remember, I remember him saying to me, I, he said, he says, I, I would like you to coach the Pittsburgh team. And I said, well, I don't know. He says, well, you're not doing anything. Uh, you know, so <laughs> so I went out and, I, and uh, like I said, that's where I learned how to. That's where I learned how to change lines and and uh, practice and and the whole deal. And uh, halfway through the season with Rochester Americans, when I made the comeback, I, when I got behind the bench, that's where I. That's where I think I was. I think I was born to coach. I loved coaching. So well, I think the you... adjustment, like coming, being a player, and then being thrown into a coaching role, was there? Was it a big adjustment for you, or were you just like at home? It was halfway through the season, and uh, what happened was the general manager and coach got punched on the way. That's how bad the team was, <laughs> and we were we were he, he got punched on the way to the uh, one of the fans punched him. So I hate to think I hate to tell you, but I was out drinking with one of the uh, Bobby Donnie Blackburn, and we we're you know we both weren't playing and kind of and we have one and more and one more and. And what happened was that I, <laughs> and they didn't know where I was, and all I was, it was, it was a schmuzzle. Anyhow, it worked out pretty good, and he fired, I get fired at the end of the year. And you know, the, here's a funny one. Guy called me in, and I knew I was going to be fired. And uh, he, I remember he smoking a little cigarette, little one of those little cigars, and he says, "We're making a change in your department." And for a second, I was thinking, "Who's in my department?" <laughs> 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 I remember that the, the secretary stickered. She knew I was going to be fired. I, I remember her name was Phyllis, and uh, I remember the I remember the PR guy's name, and they kind of snickered as I was leaving. And I said, "You shouldn't snicker when I leave." I said, "Because uh, it shouldn't snicker me. I'm like a bad penny. I'll be back." And by God, I got hired back as general manager and coach. <laughs> Jeez, and. Uh, uh, I remember. I remember. The, I remember. I did, didn't have a job, and uh, Bob Cole phoned me. Bob Cole was the lawyer. He was a great guy, and he says we've just had seven guys 
they were going to fold the franchise. They were going to fold it. Okay. Vancouver running into the ground, and they everybody hated Vancouver. And he said, seven owners have bought it, and we'd like you to be coach. And I said, oh, I, I, I'm happy. You know, he said, don't you want to know the, 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 the salary? I said, no, just give me a chat. So, chance. So I, um, so I remember Rose, Rose was there, and Rose says, why don't, you, why don't you say you'll be GM too? So I phoned back Bob Clark, and I said, I'll be GM too. And the, I said, how many players do we have? He said, one. I said, who? He says, you. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to get. Uh, we in Rochester. We had to go. Out, I had to go out and get the, and Emil Francis. With uh, he was New York Ranger GM. He was going to send about nine players to um, Port Huron, I think it was. So instead, he sent them to us. And um, boy, they were they were great. We had great times then. And Rochester took off from then. We didn't we didn't win at the at the start, and uh, we didn't draw. And then all of a sudden, we started to draw. It was jammed, absolutely jammed, and. Uh, Rochester, so that's that's where I got started from. And you know, I hope you guys don't mind this, but I'll say it anyhow. I remember I was unemployed. I, I tried to sell cars. I established myself as the world's worst car salesman. I was. <laughs> I remember one guy said, "You car salesmen are all alike." And I nailed him against the wall. I knew I was. I knew it wasn't going to be. So I said to the Lord, "I said, you know, Jesus, here I am, thirty-six years old. I'm." I'm uh, I said to the Lord, I remember, I remember this. Is, and I said, is this it? I'm, I'm finished at 36 years old. And, and honest to God, a light come on. And I know it's hard to believe. You know, people say, you know, you're goofing. But someone said to go back into hockey. And I had no idea to go back into hockey. And I went that day. And so I never got the game. George Retzlaff or something like that. And he, I, he, he was going to fire. He was going to let me go that day. No kidding. And I phoned Doug Adams, you know, Doug Adams, and I said, can I have a chance? And he said, you know, fat guy. I was fat at the time. Well, not fat, but, you know, for a hockey, you're fat. And yeah, he's captain of, the, I was a captain of Rochester when we won all the champions. Give it a shot. And um, I remember uh, the trainer put me in a, in a room with the rookies. And I had all the holes in my clubs. And then I got, then I made the club. And the first, what was the first five, four games? I was plus five. Which was pretty good, and oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Plus five, and then I then then I wasn't going to make the southern trip. I think it was, but I, you know, it's you'd be interested in this. You two guys would be interested in this. I saw the Richmond Robins, and they they were the start of uh, the Broad Street Bullies, and used to play that rock and robin knock. You know, really, Schultz, yeah, and that and and uh, Mr. Snyder from Philadelphia must have saw how good they were doing. And uh, he brought all those guys up to every one of them come up. To, uh, but it all started in Richmond. A lot of people don't realize, but the Broad Street Bullies started in Richmond. So I, had a, I, I, was, I spent I, 16 years, I think, in the, in the American Hockey League. Oh, and you love a guy named, listen to the defense I played on. Uh, you guys will love the defense I played on with Spokane. Now, that was the toughest team. Stone, Sandy Stoneface Huckle. Oh, see. Jeez. Oh, and he, he, Bill the Destroyer Chevette's, and he was a destroyer, and Connie Mad Dog Madigan. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I used to have to get up for the practices, never mind the games. Holy, Don. Oh, that, that sounds like... And we missed, we missed the uh, 
season was five minute majors. We had too many five minute majors. <laughs> five minute major. So we had a tough team. And there and a big S was on the front. Now I hear Seattle. What's what's that name? What are they going to call it? Kraken. Whatever they call it. Kraken. The Seattle Kraken. Big S is going to be on the front. That's the same SS or the S that was on the, the front of uh, Spokane. Okay. And Seattle's Seattle will be good. Seattle was yeah. uh, I remember the Seattle Totems. They had a gay feeler and guy, guy you know, they, they had a good club. So that's my experience in hockey so far. Oh, yeah. So now, Don, with the coaching, obviously with Rochester, very, very successful. Yeah. You were rewarded by getting an opportunity in the top level in the world, the National Hockey League, with the, with the, with the badass Boston Bruins. Okay? Bruins, yeah. The big bad Bruins. The big bad Bruins. They weren't really that bad. They were bad after I got there. <laughs> we, had, so, we, had, oh, we, we had a tough team. Oh, yeah. And, and a skilled team. Well, we, we ended up with, uh, we only lost 16 games. We had 116 points, and uh, we had first-place clubs. And uh, the only, unfortunately for us, we ran into the Montreal Canadiens, who only lost one game at home. Imagine losing one game at home. And we were the they team only team. lost one game that season at home? One game at home. And we yeah. were the team that beat them. But we were good. We could go in and beat them that game in one game, but you couldn't beat them. They were too good. I mean, the, the line they had, the, the, uh, Shutt, uh, Steve Shutt on left wing at 60 goals. Uh, Lemaire <laughs> got, uh, Jock Lemaire got 35 goals. And Lafleur on the other side, the right wing, got 52 goals. Not bad. And then you had to get through the three de top de monster defensemen, and then you had Kenny Dryden. So <laughs> they can't, you couldn't afford that team, now. Wow. That, that's incredible. So now let's talk a little bit more about this 1975-76 Boston Bruins team. Okay? So now that's the same year, Don, that you won the Jack Adams Trophy, yeah. the Coach of the Year in the NHL. What was that like? I re what did what did I say? Oh, I remember. I it, I thought it treated as a joke, and I remember I said uh, I got when I got up and accepted. I said, in the future you'll have guys that um, that 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 be great. They'll, they'll win this, but nobody will deserve it more than me. And everybody went, <laughs> <laughs> as a joke. And was, <laughs> I, but it wasn't funny. He didn't How did they take it? it? I thought it was funny, but the no, players... How did they take it? I thought it was... I, the players thought it was So I had a lot of fun. But no, you win coach of the year. You got a good goalie. Yeah, if you don't have a good goalie... It's the old story again. It's like the Leafs going into the playoffs now. If Campbell plays good and Anderson plays good, they'll go a long way. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how good a team you got. If you have no goalie, you have nobody. So... When you would coach the year, it's usually it's 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 you have a good goalie. It's the old story. Show me a good team, I'll show you a good go a good goalie. I agree, Don. I think that the most successful teams are always the teams that has the top goaltender in the league. That's just the way it is. We had a Don. You've met Dave Ayers, the the, the emergency goaltender for for yeah. Carolina last year. Yeah. Did you have a chance to meet him? Who who is that again? David Ayers, that emergency goalie that oh, played yeah. for Carolina. 
never met him. No, I've never. But he did, but he went in and did a pretty good job. But he he'd been practicing. He, he looked like a goalie anyhow. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he's been a special guest on our show. Well, we were blessed with having him as our special guest on the year anniversary of that game against Toronto last season. What did he have to say? I mean, I mean, he he was also the the practice goalie for the Marlies. So, he was pretty much on the ice with the AHL guys every day once the practice was done. He would jump out there, and, and you know the guys on the third, fourth line, yeah. the fifth, sixth, seventh defenseman. Sometimes practice starts when practice ends. You know what I'm saying, Don? Yeah, yeah, and and so he was ready to go. I bet you. He oh was, yeah, I bet he, you he was ready. He was confident. Yeah, he went. He looked like a goaltender anyhow when he went in there, and he did pretty, and he did great. Well, he let the, the first. He let the first two shots in, done, and then he made eight straight saves. So he made eight out of ten stops. Yeah, and we had that happen before in us, but they, they weren't as good goaltenders as him. They were, they were assistant trainers or something like that. <laughs> and they were, they were, he, he was ready to go. Yeah. He did good. And we were all hoping for him. I think most of the players were hoping for him. Exactly. So now, Don, I want to – you know, we just brought up the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now – one of my favorite all-time Maple Leafs is the killer, Mr. Doug Gilmore, Kingston's very own from your hometown, right? Yeah, he was the MVP, boy. He was, he was beautiful. Yes. Now, I've been blessed to meet a gentleman who actually married my sister, Mr. Danny Granger, who has an art, an art skill where he does Sharpie art, art out of Sharpies. And Doug Gilmore hired him as the official artist for the Doug Gilmore Team 93 um, authentic clothing line. So I don't, but you know Doug's new clothing line? How there's a picture of him in a Leaf jersey holding a stick, and and it's a unique design? That's my brother-in-law, Danny Granger Art, okay? And so... I, I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm a big Doug Gilmore fan, and I know that you are too. And I know that Doug, I know that Doug has once said that you're the only man that he's allowed to kiss him on the cheek. You know, I'll tell you a funny story about him. When he was playing, he would not, uh, he would, I don't, he would not go on the ice till I shook his hand. And one game, I don't know why I was, I, I don't know why it was late. I, I don't know. I usually am there early, but this game, and he would not go on the ice. And he was waiting in the hall to shake my hand. And he, and that night he got the winner for the Stanley Cup. And from Kingston, it's the only city in the world that has uh, uh, Bill Cook, Doug Gilmore, Kirk Muller, Kenny Linsman, and one other guy. That uh, have uh, that Stanley Cup winners, uh, and and Dougie Gilmore has won. I mean, that was the night he got the he, he got the winner. Boy, he, he was a and uh, I, I think um, uh, Wendell Clark tells a story that he used to after the games they used to be sitting in the trainers having a beer, and Doug Gilmore be laying intervenous because he he I think he weighed about 110 pounds. Boy, he, nobody worked any harder or fought any harder uh, than Doug Gilmore. Yeah, and like as a kid growing up in Toronto, Don, like I was a, a young teenager when I was watching those 93, 94 oh, yeah. um, 
you know, Toronto teams. Now, now you tell me what you think. In my opinion, I believe that if our Toronto Maple Leafs had taken down the great one in that conference final, I think that we would have beat Montreal in the final. Uh, that was the night that, uh, what was the goaltender? What, what was the referee's number? Carey Frazier. Who was it? Carey Frazier, the high stick. The, the high stick, Don. Two linesmen and a referee miss a guy being cut. Uh, where do you think he got cut? It was just him and, and uh, Gretzky. And sure. Gretzky is a great one. I mean, we're not, yeah. not Gretzky. But he got the way. He, and, and then he gave a bad penalty, a boarding penalty to Anderson. And I, I remember like that, and they scored the winner. And now they come back to Toronto, and uh, Gretzky said it was the greatest game he ever played. But he should have been a, he should have had a five-minute major. I mean, you don't see a guy being cut. It was just him and, and uh, Wayne getting uh, the face-off, and he would have had the, he wouldn't have got the winning goal. And uh, well, I, that is, and you know what? They should have they should have won the cup that year. They would have won the cup. So you agree with me? I think they would have won it for sure. I think they would have be- went beat Montreal. Oh, Montreal! Yeah, Montreal was hanging. I think they had ten overtime goals or something like that, and they were smoking Toronto. But when they just everything changed when he got when he didn't call that penalty. It just everything just changed. The whole the whole atmosphere changed. And Gretzky, a great player that he is, he got the goal. And then did he play a super game in Toronto? Remember, he got the goal. I can still see him. Wiring that one home. He was a great player. Now the one. Go ahead, Don. You should have had the penalty. Yes. Oh, 100% you should have had the penalty. 100%. And, and Dougie went to him and says, look, look, I'm cut. And he was all. Can't fake that. Yeah. And, and nobody saw it. I think it was Dwayne. One thing. Now, you said that everything changed, you know, after that Kerry Frazier call. But but the one thing, Don, that didn't change was his hair. Oh, yeah. You get hit with a puck, it wouldn't change that. He had nice <laughs> beautiful hair. You got to give him credit where credit's due there, Don, right? And, and then he put on a helmet. And he, and uh, <laughs> hair, I have to say that. But he should he should have had a penalty. I mean, that was that was uh, that was a tough one. Yes. Now, Don. I I really want to get into Rock'em Sock'em because that was a really big part of my childhood, okay? I want to tell you a story. Now, I think that I represent many, many, many Canadians from coast to coast when I tell this story. You know, okay? Tim, Tim, Tim was the guy that did it. Tim, what, Tim was the one that edited the videos? Oh, he did them all. I, he I was just... the producer? He was the whole deal. Director. Tim, Tim Cherry, you're my hero, buddy. You made life really cool for me when I was a young lad. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the guy that did it. How many years did we go? 30 years. 30 years we went with that. Mr. Don Cherry. So my family's made up of my mom, my stepdad, and there's four kids. So there's my older sister, Catherine. There's Sean, myself. Then we got Patrick, and we got Liam. What's one thing that you notice about those names, Don? Well, they're all Irish. I can see that. Oh, yes, they are, my friend. <laughs> so when my sister was born, quick story, my sister was born. My mom said to my dad, looks like the kids are taking a lot after you. So if it's okay with you, I want them to have strong Irish names. My dad's like, I, I-, I love Irish names. Yeah. So that's what we did. 
Catherine, Sean, Patrick, and Liam, right? Timothy's name is Timothy Patrick. There you go. Now, now, Don, were your parents born in, in, in over there? My ancestors come from uh, uh, Scotland, uh, right? Uh, no, no, it's, that's my mother. And uh, and uh, the Cherry family comes from, uh, the Cherry name comes from uh, Ireland. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, they were Catholic and, uh, when they come over here. And uh, and they married a uh, and and they married a, a United and then the kids were brought up United, but they they came from Ireland, yeah. And uh, so I don't know. And my mother was a uh, Scottish, and uh, <laughs> Donald Stewart, Donald Stewart, and uh, so I was in a pipe band and the whole deal. And I was in a pipe band in Rochester, and uh, that's fantastic. So. so uh, but no, our, our family, uh, Cherry, comes from uh, Ireland. Wow. Hey, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, Dunn. I was blessed to have the opportunity to play in that elite league over, over oh, the yeah. pond. I played one year for the Belfast Giants, Dunn. Oh, yeah. And I, my second year, I played for the Dundee Stars in Scotland. Oh, you said for both of them, eh? Uh, yeah, because they got most of the teams are based in England, Don, but they got the one team in Belfast, they got three teams in Scotland, and they got one team in Cardiff that's down in Wales. So you get to see the whole thing. It's fantastic experience. Oh, I, I, that, would, that must have been fun. I, I don't know. The same team that Theo Fleury played for in Belfast, Don. There many Canadians living in Ireland, I probably went to the games, eh? Well, yeah, because there's there's ten imports allowed on every team, so it's usually made up of about six or seven Canadians and like three or four Americans, right? So, yeah. so there's a bunch of us that go over there, and man, it's a blast. Do you remember when Theo Fleury, after he was done with his NHL career, how he went over to play yeah. over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look at look at that goaltender. You can't beat that. Goal. He he's probably the best in the league right now. I mean, you can't beat him. Yeah. So, so no. Oh, you meant you mean Theo? Oh, yeah. A little Theo Fleury for the Calgary Flames, Don. Uh, our little, our buddy. He played yeah. in Belfast yeah, after when he got the overtime goal. He slid along on the. Remember that he slid. That was a good. That was a good goal. Yeah, I, I, I thought you meant the other Fleury. Oh, the, uh, uh, the goalie in Vegas. Yeah. No, I thought you meant him. That's okay, buddy. Now, do you know how I saw that sliding Theo Fleury? Play? Rock'em Sock'em. Okay? <laughs> so now let me get into this story, buddy. So Catherine McMorrow, every Christmas, she's a very smart girl. And what she would do, Don, is she would be like, how can I knock three birds out with one stone? All three of my brothers love Don Cherry. All three of my brothers love Rock'em Sock'em. So why don't I buy a Rock'em Sock'em VHS... Fresh, right before Christmas, I'm going to go to a mall where Mr. Don Cherry is doing a promotional signing. She would wait in line for about three or four hours, buddy, because you're just that popular, okay? You took time with every person. You shook everyone's hand. You took the pictures. You made them feel special for an amount of time, Don, and that's one thing that's really incredible about you, my friend. You really know how to make people feel special. And my sister said every single time she would get that VHS tape signed and you'd write to Sean, Patrick, and Liam, 
and you'd write something different every year. And she would do this. And, and she would get away with taking care of all the Christmas presents for her three brothers with one gift, the uh -huh. Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em newest uh -huh. edition. Okay? But let me tell you, Don, that's a story of, of thousands and tens of thousands and thousands of Canadians, okay? You are a Canadian icon, my friend. Well, I don't... From the, from, Don, from a very early age, buddy, I've always looked up to you. I was telling Tim before the show that you're like a superhero to me. Your confidence, your drive, Don, I know you're a, an opinionative fella, and that's why you're my superhero, buddy, okay? Yeah. I don't and, know what and, to say. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Don. I don't know what to say. And and Kyle's sitting there just looking at us. And uh, yeah, no, hey, Kyle. Kyle knows that I like to go on for a while, but what Kyle's really good at is jumping in at the perfect time. So I usually know that things are pretty smooth if <laughs> if things are quiet over there. <laughs> so so Don, I mean, I wanted to tell that story because, like, another thing just to add to it. So Christmas morning, when we would wake up, you know, we would have an idea that she did it, but we wouldn't know for sure. You know what I mean? So right when we'd see it, we'd see it right in front of the tree and all three brothers, and we're all only three and two years apart. I'm three years older than Patrick. Pat's only two years older than Liam. Me and Liam are only five years apart. So, you know, with, with brothers, sibling yeah. rivalries, you know, the, the battles that go down, the fights that go down with the siblings. So we're like tripping each other, pulling each other's shirts just to try to get, because it's for all of us, right? So we can all open it and we would rip that thing open, Don, and we would get that VHS and we would throw it in the VCR. And then the, the second fight of the day would be the positioning in front of the television set. Because all we really wanted to do was watch your video. And this is Christmas morning when there's 10 other guests to open, brother. Right? So that's how my family grew up. We were a Canadian family from Scarborough. And we just, we, we, I'm talking past tense because we're talking about when we were younger. But we just adore you, man. And you, you, you are such a good example, Don. Your story, just your career. I know what you did. I was a tough guy for Rochester too, man. I loved watching your documentary, Don. I got, I got, I got shivers. I got goosebumps remembering those battles in the AHL. Oh, and you know what it's like to play those three and threes, Don. Yeah. It's, it's harder being an AHL tough guy than it is to be an NHL tough yeah. guy. Would you agree? I, yeah, because they're, and they control them down there too. Yeah. And by the way, I have to say, that Tim was the producer and the well, the director too of the movie. Tim too. He no did. way of the documentary, the CBC one. Yeah, yeah. Tim did. Oh, Timmy, Timmy, we're gonna have to talk later. I know he can hear me in the background. Tim, we're gonna have to talk later because you got a genius <laughs> of a son there. On and on and on about Rock'em Sock'em, what the problem we had at that start and uh, the movie and uh, the whole deal. So I, I. Yeah, he, he he ran he ran my career. Well, he ran it after anyhow. I I used to go on uh, coach's corner and uh, and Tim say, well, I don't think I'd say that. He didn't say that too often though. <laughs> I didn't. Tell him I was going to tell him the last one. Yeah, <laughs> Don. There's another there's another special Don Cherry story that I wanted to tell, and I want to see if you remember this. Now, this is going back. 21 years, 
That's how that's how old we're getting now, Don. Twenty-one years. I'm a player for the Mississauga Ice Dogs. Don Cherry is the current owner of the team. I would say that season, Don. I mean, I know that you were involved with the day-to-day operations, but you were a very busy man. You had multiple businesses yeah. at the time, multiple appearances. You had your you had your show. You had a lot of stuff going on. So you would come every, I would say you'd come maybe once, twice a week where we would actually see you. Now, I got traded that season to Kingston Frontenacs. You made a point to come to to the arena that day. I had just got out of the coach's office with Rick Vive, Trevor Whiffin, uh, Steve Cherry, and I was told that, you know, I was traded to Kingston. You know, good luck. You know, it was great meeting you. Maybe we'll see you again in the future. You know, adios, amigos. And for a 17-year-old kid, especially a 17-year-old kid that has an opportunity to play pretty much in his hometown, being a Toronto kid yeah. playing for, a you know, yeah. Mississauga, it, 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 was, it, it, was, it was heartbreaking. It was, it, it was you know, I was, in, I was going to Pocock. High school in Mississauga. You know, I had a cute little girlfriend that I had. I, I loved the boys in Mississauga. So for um, you know, so for a seventeen-year-old, that's yeah, a big change, right? So do you? I don't know. So you obviously don't remember, Don. So let me tell you what you did for Sean McMorrow that day, the seventeen-year-old. You came to the arena. You just found out that I actually. You probably knew that I was probably going to get traded, and you found out that I actually got traded. You pulled me out into the hallway from the dressing room. You said, Sean, come here. I, I want to talk to you. You pulled me out in the hallway. You told me that I was going to a town that you were from, that you knew that everything was going to be okay, that you know how hard it is to go through change, especially at my age. But the one thing that you could guarantee me was that this was your hometown and that you were going to make sure that I was taken care of, that you spoke to Larry Mavity and that they had big plans for me. So to keep my head up, go there with lots of confidence and we'll see you, we'll see you soon. And what that did for me, Don, as a 17-year-old kid, it really changed the way that I looked at hockey yeah. because... I felt accepted, I felt appreciated, and I felt respected beyond anything that I can imagine, right? And to come from someone like you that I've been looking up to my whole life, that is such a big deal to me, it really, really meant something. You had no vented interest whatsoever in me as a player. I just got traded from your, a team that you owned. Mm-hmm. But you took the time because you care, and because you have a big heart. And that's the Don Cherry that really needs to be talked about when your name comes up. Because you are a hero. And you were my hero. And you are my hero. Well, I, I don't know what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of know how you felt. Because I was, when I was in junior, I got treated. And I, but I, 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 knew, I, I, knew, I knew you liked... Um, Mississauga Ice Dogs, and I knew you come from around here, and all of a sudden you're going to a small city like Kingston, and you, I, I, you were confused. So I'm glad I'm glad you felt better anyhow. I, I don't remember that, but I, I, I'm glad I did it. 
I mean, I, I, it, it meant a lot to me as a hockey player, but it meant a lot to, more to me as a person, Don. Because, you, like I said, you had no vented interest in this. You really, we, we didn't work together anymore. We didn't really know each other that well. Oh, you know? and, and, and hey, just, j- just the story that you were telling about high off the glass. My defense partner, uh, Baker, what is his name? He was a big, tall lad. He was my defense partner. I told him, yeah, off the glass. And he was putting it high off the glass as well. And we were both putting it high off the glass. And we worked really well together as a defense pair. And the reason why... Yeah, I didn't know that story that that I would have never suspended you. You know that. What, for for missing warm-up? For missing warm-up. I would (laughs) have given you a heck of it, but you... I, God, see. I never, in the whole time it's with the Bruins, I never suspended a guy or fined a guy. Uh, not, not once. I didn't, uh, I got rid of him, but <laughs> I, I just got rid of him. But uh, no, you, you know, I, I would, you'd, you'd have been good if you had been with us. And, we, and like I said, the reason we were so bad is because we had to be that where you wouldn't get the, the drop choices. That, that's how you build it up. Exactly. Anyhow, we had a grand time, and I appreciate you saying that. Made me feel good. Thank you. Oh yes, for sure, Don. One hundred percent. Now, Don, there's 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 one more funny story that I'm going to tell. Now, I know that you've given us a, a little bit more time than than whatever. So, so I definitely appreciate that. So, I, I need you to bear with me. So now, this is this is this is something that like I growing up being a Canadian from Scarborough. Having the opportunity to play for you in Mississauga, okay? Having the opportunity to play in a city like Rochester, New York. When I watched your documentary, buddy, I was able to live those scenes with you, man. Those scenes of after the game with the boys, the Rochester fans coming up, getting you a pint, all of that. Like, I lived it with you. Yeah. I lived it with you. I know what you went through, and I appreciated it so much. That documentary gave me so much chills, Don, that, that it was incredible. I loved watching your the whole life story, right? Oh. Because I knew – sorry, go ahead. Tim did it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, now, so, so now, Don, so now I – the chance of Rochester, we both had the opportunity to play one regular season game. Yeah. I'm sure you're good friends with our with Mr. Ken Reed from Sportsnet. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're the star of his book. Yeah, he's, he wrote a book. Yeah, he sent me the book. One night only. We're both in it, my friend. I, I, I got the opportunity to be in it as well, but I was more interested in reading your part. Well, I, I, I deserved my one game. I, I was told not to play baseball. <laughs> and I, I, did it. I played baseball and I hurt my shoulder. And, that, and in those days, if you got in the bad books, you were done. It didn't matter how good you were, you were done. And I played baseball and wrecked my shoulder and spent the next 16 years in, in the American Hockey League. So I don't know. So why? So I, that's the reason I came. I, I deserved it. And uh, I never, uh, but I, I had a pretty good year. The, the, the one game I played, I took a regular shift. And I think I was even, so, and I was against the Montreal Canadiens. I think they won the cup that year. So it was a pretty good team I played against. 
passion, drive, enthusiasm, being opinionative, having the best suits, the best suits. Don Cherry, you are a trendsetter with suits. Do you understand that? No, but do you, do you understand? What's your opinion on your suit? I want to hear you. Be honest. You, are you the best dressed person? Well, I, I'm very, I used to go down, the, the, my tailor would get sick of me after a while. I'd go down about five times. No, it has to be taken in here. has to be taken in there. has to be taken in here. I was very particular. I know a lot of people don't like the fabric, but uh, they, they look pretty good. They, this one is pretty good. This is a, a summer one, and uh, it's, summer's coming up. And I got Canadian tie on, so I knew it was you. You guys were coming on, so I knew I had a Canadian tie on. And um, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. John, when, 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 your, when your screen first popped up, when we connected here, because we do the recordings through Skype, guys, we, if, that got people that are listening out there, we could see each other during the recording. So I'm looking at this incredible suit that Don's wearing right now. And like, man, this rivals any of the big suits on Coach's Corner, Donnie. I'm telling you, man. This is my favorite. That is sharp. Sharp, right? Uh, well, <laughs> and I look for the red tie and the, and the nice uh, uh, pink uh, rose, supposed to be a rose. And uh, it looks good on television, anyhow. It looks really good on television, buddy. And 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 I, like I and I I enjoyed watching you. I would look forward to the Saturday nights, Don. Um, uh, just a quick story. Um, as again, a Canadian kid from Scarborough, Don. I got to live about a five-minute walk from my grandfather. Okay, from my grandfather's house, from my mom's house in Toronto. So on Saturdays, if I wasn't playing, I played for the Don Mills Flyers all the way up in AAA. Oh, they're, they're they're good team. Oh yeah. If I wasn't playing, what my routine was, walk over to my grandparents' house, have hot chocolate, raisin bran toast with, oh. with butter, yeah. and watch Hockey Night in Canada, Toronto Maple Leafs against whoever it was, my great-uncle Frank, my grandfather, and me, and we're watching the game, just looking forward to that first intermission <laughs> so that we could hear you because you're so entertaining, buddy. It, it's just... And I'm talking every Canadian. Yeah. I, I I speak for every Canadian, Don. We grew up with you. You're an icon. You stand for the strongest values. I was raised very, very well. Every value that I was brought up with, you distilled in me on TV growing up. And yeah. and that's and that's the beautiful thing. Now, Don, about a year ago, you did a Fox News interview with that Tucker Carlson guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So so now Don, like like I, I'm I'm a big Don Cherry guy, right? So so this is like like me and you are brothers, okay? You helped me through incredible times in my life. You went out of your way after I was traded from your team. You care and you have an incredible heart. On Tucker, you made a couple quotes when he asked you questions, and one of the things that you said is I wished I used everyone instead of you people, right? Which yeah. is, you said that shortly after all oh, that stuff yeah. happened. I said okay? it to him, yeah. but I wouldn't say it to the other, to the other guys. Exactly. Now, you also said, as I quote, that you didn't mean to offend anybody because I know that you didn't. I anybody didn't. that... Go ahead. I did not, and, and what I did was I met 
if if all these guys and and you know it's Kathy Broderick. I remember her saying, "I showed that tape of my Thomas William McKenzie, 28 years old, and I saw row after row after row of these guys, and I thought, you know, nobody's wearing a poppy." And uh, anyhow, that that's old news. And if I yeah. had to apologize, I'd still be on. Well, I don't know whether I'd still be on or not. But anyhow. This is the thing, Donnie. This is the thing. Me, Sean McMorrow, looking up to you my whole life. You did, like I just said, you did a lot of things for me. You've already said that you didn't mean to offend anybody, okay? People that look like me are the group that got the miscommunication yeah. that did not take that in the right context, right? So wouldn't it be, you've already said that you didn't mean to offend anybody. I love you, Don. I know that you didn't. It would be fair to say that, that, that you didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. And if you did, that you're sorry that they feel that way because that wasn't your intention. Would that not be correct? You're absolutely right. And uh, then they came to me and said, Are you, gonna, you have to apologize. Well, I said, I'm not apologizing. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. And uh, but I'm not apologizing. I said what I said. <laughs> they said, "Okay, you're gone." Well, I was gone. And um, no, I didn't. I did. Did I, in fact, I said to Tim, "I said, you know, I wish I had said everybody, uh, but I said what I said, and I'm not going back on it. And once you go back on it, it's sort of wishy-washy." So yes, yes. I said, "You want me to say that?" No, nope, not saying it. That's it. What I wanted to what I wanted to magnify, Don, is just the fact that you are a Canadian icon. You have been in people's living rooms. How long was it? Forty years uh, with Coach's Corner. 1981. So nineteen eighty one. Don Cherry, you are what my grandfather, myself, and my great uncle Frank look forward to every Saturday night, and that's only because we knew that you were coming. We, man, we would take your presence over anything we were doing during the week, but Saturday, we knew we were getting you, and we looked forward to it. You represent hard work. You represent toughness. You represent calling it like it is. You're, you're the straight and narrow, Don, and that's what everyone appreciates about you, okay? That stuff that happened a couple years ago, man, when I, when I heard all this stuff and how it was being said, I just cringed, and I was like, Ugh, I don't really like the way that this is being explained because I know who Don Cherry is and he is an incredible man and you will always be known as an incredible man. And I'm glad that you clarified that though, Don, because yeah, Fox that. News, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I, but you just what you said, Tucker, uh, he asked me, he said, did you mean that? I said, I wish I had said everybody and every, and I met everybody. And, uh, but yes, Fox News, I don't think, holds that much traction in Canada, Don. No. So I think that, I let's know. say that was CTV, I think that would have got a lot more attention. Yeah. And when I, sorry, go ahead. No, I wouldn't, no, I, and you know, I come over to my house, I never forget the people that come over to my, every, every TV, every, I, Hamilton, everywhere. And uh, no, I wasn't backtracking because... That's what they wanted me to do. And uh, that's what television does. They don't care for you. They just wanted, they want you to be lesser. And, you know, and then, they, so I said, no, 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 no. But uh, I remember there was a, that was a tough, <laughs> there was an awful lot of TVs over there. I, as I was going out the door one time, 
there were so many uh, guys doing TV that they left the lights, the same lights on all the time. So it was, it was um, but I thank you for saying that. Oh, no problem at all. But Don, this is what I really want to see. Okay, because I'm a big, I'm a big, like, like believer in, in, in manifesting things and visualization. Okay, done. The hockey world really needs you, buddy. We really need you, buddy. Well, we we have, really do. Uh, what? We have done. We have our podcast. I know we have. I know your podcast, but we need you. We need you on the same stage as before. Um, I, I'm, I'm afraid television and uh, that uh, the way the world is now and the way the, the, it's going that um, I don't think I'll uh, I don't think I'd be back on television again because uh, hey Tim yeah we gotta wrap it we gotta, we gotta call in 15 minutes oh so. yeah well anyhow I tell you when I heard when I heard you were uh, you were had a, a, this what we have and you wanted me you and Kyle wanted me on here I said I'll come on. I don't. I think I did one other one, didn't I? One more from Montreal. That was it. Who was it? One. I did one other one, and when I heard it was you, I said I'll be on, and I'm happy to do it. And uh, I am happy to do it. And Kyle didn't say much, but uh, he looked. He looks tough, anyhow. And uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate all you said about me, and uh, it makes me feel good. And and uh, and I wish you luck in in this broadcast too. Yes, and I know Tim's gonna kill me. Real quick, Don, Steve Ludzig. I know you're friends with him. Yeah, he got good. out of the hospital, Toronto Western Hospital, under t about 10 days ago. Successful surgery, back in Niagara with his family. Ludzi Strong lives on. Okay? Well, he, he, was, he, he took over coaching, and uh, he's, uh, he's a great guy, and uh, I hope everything works out for him because he's had a tough time for the last year and a half, him and Marianne. But uh, that's great. Thank you very much. And uh, when I go home or tomorrow, I'll phone him. And I phoned him. He didn't answer me. So you must be a pretty good friend of his. Hey, hey, he, he, the phone must have been on silent, Don, because I know if Don Cherry came up on my phone, I would be throwing people aside and tackling people to answer that phone. But all jokes aside, though, Don, I know that I know Tim. Tim, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate the time so much. I know that Kyle appreciates it as well. Yeah. Incredible stories that you told. I met every word that I said, Don. Well, You're the man. You're the man. And, and I'm glad that you said what you said tonight well, because that's going to sit well with many Canadians, my friend, because you are the man. Okay? So, Don Cherry, thank you very much. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Sheriff Podcast Special Edition Sheriff's Corner featuring special guest Don Cherry, the Canadian icon. Thank okay, you, Don. Sheriff. We'll see you later. See you, Kyle. Toodaloo. <laughs> Woo! Toodaloo! <laughs>